Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks, and uh, the Giants' win streak comes to an end in New Orleans. Carl, I mean, they got outplayed in the football game. It's plain and simple. And uh, there were some opportunities early in the game to maybe change the way the game might play out. But New Orleans was the better team on Sunday. Uh, I think we can both agree on that, right? Well, we can agree that they were the better team and the Giants were a worse team than they've been in a long time. Um, this was a team loss. Um, bad energy. Um, I think across the board, they weren't good enough. Um, but just no sense of urgency about their approach to this game. And, you know, in some cases, the numbers don't lie. In other cases, the numbers don't add up. Because on offense, those numbers don't lie. You were bad. You were mm -hmm. bad on offense. On defense, you could soothe yourself and say, well, look, you know, they contained Kamara. They didn't allow um, Taysom Hill to do his razzle-dazzle magic. They were under 100 yards rushing and barely got 200 yards passing. But those numbers don't add up because you gave away, I'm sorry, you gave up a ton of big plays when you needed a stop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the numbers are what they are, and you can feel good about your, you know, we you know, did decent in the red zone, but you give up chunk plays when you, you have a chance to get off the field. Now, I say it's a team loss. Because the offense couldn't stay on the field and the defense was logging a lot of plays, but the energy was bad, man. They they just they did they did not have a sense of urgency. And he just felt it. It just we I think we looked at each other and said, This feels weird. This game is just it just feels weird. And I don't think. New Orleans was out of their weight class. They were punching in their weight class. They just came out uh, with a bad, bad execution. And, you know, in, in, in some regards, I would say a bad plan. You know, your plan works if, if you're executing. Your plan doesn't work when you're not. But the one, the one obvious thing about it, and I get where they were coming from, uh, they did not exploit the Saints' bad pass, I mean, run defense. They came out passing the football. Okay. Um, maybe they thought their jab would work, right? And maybe it would have. First play of the game, they take a shot and complete. Um, and this is, you know, I, I, say this with love to to my guy uh Darius Slayton, but you got to get better. You got to continue to work to get better because with your height and your speed, you got to make those 50-50 balls. They threw it to you. Um there's an opportunity. You've got to be better. And when I say be better, 
it's making more plays above the numbers. No, it wasn't a routine catch. No, it wasn't uncontested and you dropped it, right? It was a little underthrown and the quarterback yep. even admitted it. He needed yep. to get it out a little bit more over the top. Yep. And you can, you know what? Uh, and this is, I know Darius wouldn't do this, but he could always say, well, shit, if he'd have thrown a better ball, I, I, I was open. Yeah, but sometimes you got to help out. And I'm sure he knows that. So you've got to become that guy on a consistent basis to make plays above the numbers. You've done some of those this year. That game was one that they needed. Um, you got slants that were dropped. And see, these are, this is what I talk about with the, um, the game plan. Did they have a plan that could be effective? Well, they decided to do something different when they had opportunities. Their drive starters, two slants, dropped. Because those slants go for eight. Now you're second and two. Now you can get into what you're doing. So the Giants were never able to get into what they're doing. And the sense of urgency, it, what I'm talking about, Bob, is receivers. You're playing against one of the league's best pass defenses. So when your opportunities come and you don't make those, take advantage of those, guess what? Good pass defenses, they don't let you have those again. Right. You get it the first time, now they're worried about it. You don't get it, they're like, oh, let them throw it again. I'm going to, you know, we're going to break this up over and over again. Now, so when the quarterback puts it on you in a game like this against very good pass defenders, the opportunity does not come again. You got to make that play so that you can get that opportunity again. And that would probably have opened up some of the run game. I don't know how fast they would have gotten to it, but those drive starters that get you eight, nine, ten yards, you got to make those because that's part of the game plan. I got a message for our fans out there. Football's back. Bet online's your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs and Super Bowl, Bet Online is going to give you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. Get in on the action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. To receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, I mean, and through the first three quarters of the game, the Giants averaged on first down, they averaged a half a yard of play, which is why they had two of 16 on third downs, and which is also why they um, they had all these third and longs, nine plus. They had 12 of them, nine plus. And of those 12... I think 10 of them were 12 or more yards. Like mm -hmm. you can't, you can't win that way. And you're a hundred percent right. Like those drive starters, you catch those slants and it has it's high. It drop one slate and drop one. Mm -hmm. And you're right. If you're in second and two, then suddenly the Wandell Robinson jet action works. You can throw There's like other things you can do, but not at second and 10, right? Not at second and 10. And now you've gotten yourself into a situation where you're in 
you're in advantageous down and distance and it just snowballs and like even the first play of the game, Carl, you know, I think that now someone sit there and they'll say, okay, well, the giants lost 24 to six. What are you talking about? But you know, that first play of the game, if, it, if, if either Slayton catches it, if DeVito puts it a little bit more over the top or Slayton comes back and makes a tough catch, or you know what? If Slayton just gets his hands up and turn and and reaches up for the ball and slows down, the DB is going to run right through his back, mm-hmm. and you're going to get a 45 yard flag on the first play of the game. That changes things defensively, sure. because now the Saints feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, all right, they're going to challenge us, and now that opens things up. Now look, the guards, the interior part of the offensive line, really had a tough get day. Yeah, I'm office. not even there yet. Yeah. I'm working <laughs> yeah. outside yeah. in. But you know, I, I just want to use this. I want to use this as an example, and I think looking forward for the Giants when you look ahead to next season. You know, you watch the game on Monday night. Uh, Seattle wasn't doing a whole heck of a lot, but when the game got to the nitty gritty in the last five minutes of that ball game. DK Metcalf, who only had one catch for eight yards at one, you know, late in the game, starts making plays and they're contested throws. And it is, you know, he's battling just for position to get himself open. It's physical, it's tough. Um, Lockett makes a play, Smith and Jigma makes a play. And that wasn't an easy touchdown catch because it looked like, you know, Lock kind of overthrew him a little bit. But he reaches out and he makes the play. But they made some above the X and above the X's and O's plays in order to beat Philadelphia. And mm-hmm. I think for the Giants, that's an area where they have to kind of upgrade a little bit because yeah, and the, that is a difference, correct. man. That's a difference. You know, again, that first pass of the game, if that goes for 45, it changes the whole vibe of things. Sure. And I'm not saying um, they would have won. Right. So you say they that's an area they have to upgrade. Yeah, but th- those are players that have to upgrade also. Like, if you've done it once or twice, and that's we've seen that from Slayton this year, he's made some plays above the X's and O's, then make that a habit, right? Have a sense of urgency. Have a sense of urgency that every play that there's an opportunity to make it, make it. A case in point, it doesn't mean much uh, in terms of the outcome of the game as we we know it now. But look at the damn play that Saquon Barkley made. Mm-hmm. It was a hell. It was a much tougher play <laughs> yes. than that 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 ball that they threw to Slayton down the sideline. That's an X. That's above the X's and O's. That's above right there. above the X's and O's. Yeah, I mean that play right there should have been enough to spark you to say okay, but. Uh, you got to upgrade yourself. You got to work at that. Jalen Hyatt, I hadn't seen him that disinterested since that when he after he dropped that ball, it just seemed like he didn't have the interest level. His energy was bad. You can't be that talented and have bad energy on the football field. Um, and then we go to the meat and potatoes of this offense, your offensive line. Y'all don't like nice things. 
because for about four weeks, it seemed like you were enjoying nice things. And then you decided, well, we're just not going to focus. You knew you knew what the New Orleans Saints were. You knew the type of defense they run, the type of stunts they run. And again, it's back to zero. The first time they pick up a stunt in that game, it would have been a miracle because they just ran them and ran them and the communication was just awful. And people were like, well, you know, it's time to get rid of the, the offensive line coach. Time to No, no, it's time for these goddamn offensive linemen to stay focused on fundamentals. I don't know what's going to happen, but only coaches can do so much once you take the field. It ain't like there. It's not like um, he's out there playing with you, giving instruction as the play goes. It is four weeks you guys were doing really good. Now you're back to the same stuff. Your quarterback's getting hit a lot. You're missing guys, completely missing guys. So now you got a quarterback that's seeing free runners, just like Jones, just like Tyrod Taylor. Now it's this guy. So, yeah, your your quarterback can be magical, but he can only do so much if you can't help him out. And you're seeing stunts as if they were new. We're, what, 17 weeks into – I mean, I'm sorry, 14 weeks into the season, and you're back to this. You have put a couple good games on tape, and I guess, you know, the Saints said we're going to test the theory. Let's run right. some more stunts and see if they – let's see if they're really committed to picking them up. Well, you weren't, and this is where it was. Um, defensively, not good enough. No, not, not that they, they didn't. You know, in in the winning streak, they were not. Not only did they play well, but they were disruptive. Yeah, Giants had no disruptive plays defensively. None. I mean, I mean, it just felt like, uh, it felt like the Saints were able to just do a slow drip on them, you know, yeah. and just convert some third downs, hit a third and five, hit this, hit that, uh, make some plays keep the chains moving and then hit a play and then get in the scoring area and score a touchdown. It was, there was no, yeah. And the one, and the one time they had him in a stressful spot, they let him off the hook on the third and 14 or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like in basic coverage stuff. Um, it, Wink played his share of zone. You can't let someone start outside the hash and bend it all the way back inside the hash to the middle of the field. If it's a cover two look or if you're playing inside technique, commit to that technique. Just because the guy, you got him pushed out between the hash and the numbers, then use your body to continue to shield him. It's no way your safety is going to get there if, after five yards, the guy can can bend it all the way back in. To, and that was twice. They hit him up the seam twice. Same type of play, maybe a little different defense, but I know the technique on both of those calls was inside technique. You're supposed to keep that guy pushed out, but you let him get back all the way back inside the hash to damn near the middle of the field to catch a seam route. Those are the backbreakers, right? You're playing good, playing good. 
they call this play. You got the right technique, but you haven't committed to it enough to finish the job. And that's been something that this defense, when you talk about the disruption, for the last four weeks, they've been committed to finishing the job. It hasn't always been perfect, but we haven't seen these types of wide open fundamental breakdowns in a while, right. you know? And they're, again, they don't like nice things either. Um, there was no pass rush, probably didn't have a, an opportunity for one because ball was out and they were moving and staying in short, you know, uh, manageable situations. So you couldn't get to those types of uh, plays. You could, you didn't create any negative yards. Yeah. And even when they, the, the few third and longs they did get him into or longers, uh, mm-hmm. he did have all time, all the time in the world to stand back there and, and, you know, uh, pat the football and wait for someone to open. And they didn't even have a lave in the game and they didn't have the starting right tackle. Um, yeah. I think it was just I think it was an overall just block. Just funky block. energy. It's, yeah. and you you know, I again I don't know where where you read or thought that you were actually good enough to come in, look at a team on tape and say, Yeah, we got this. You don't have any of them. You got to go out and earn them. Um they were again, I said that the Saints were a team in their weight class. They played in the ugly division. They don't put up a ton of points. It's just, and you guys just walked in and just thought you had it. Yeah. Saints thought differently. Um, I want to talk about DeVito because uh, I've seen some things and heard on the radio, whatever. Well, uh, you know, the Cinderella ride is turned into a pumpkin, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it was it, it, some people, friends of mine have been like, well, it was fun while it lasted. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's slow down here. He's going to start probably the rest of the season. Yeah. And one thing we've seen out of Tommy DeVito is him grow between games. Mm-hmm. He obviously is very coachable. He obviously, I mean, all the, all the Tommy Cutlets and all that other stuff, that's great. But, like, that's not his focus. And, um, look, all I'm going to say is this. First of all, Tommy DeVito didn't play a bad game. I mean, I watched I watched all the offensive snaps yesterday while Schmelk was grading them and charting them and everything else on the coach's tape and breaking them down. And, uh, <clears throat> hey, there were a bunch of times where there was nobody open. One or two of those sacks were complete coverage sacks. Mm-hmm. And then on certain plays where guys did get open, I mean, they were just free runners. And you know what? I hate to say this, but if you're a Giants fan and you look at this objectively, you say to yourself, man, that looked a lot like Daniel Jones games. Or Tyrod Taylor looked, games. Or Tyrod Taylor games. It look, kind of looks kind of my, kind yeah. of the same. Volume you know? sacks. Volume sacks, nobody's yeah. open, and the free runners. Yeah, the quarterback can't his his back foot's not even hitting, and he's already dodging people. Yeah. So, you know, I I for and you know what Tommy DeVito did in that game on Sunday? What he didn't him? do. Yeah, he didn't turn the ball over. Exactly. Under that kind of pressure and with having to throw the ball away and people coming after him. He didn't make any of these cross his body, cross the field, desperation as he's going down, sidearm one, and have it get picked. 
protected the football again, even under that adverse pressure. And so, that is where the the folks that are saying the Cinderella ride is over. No, he didn't shit the bed. He took care of the football, even in 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 all the chaos and the the distress he was under or duress he was under. He didn't throw the ball away. He didn't put it on the ground. He tried to continue to make good decisions. If that, even if that meant um, holding on to the ball when you got three defenders on you, like oxygen. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought he acquitted himself well. He took a big shot, um, just came back, and yeah, I, I listen. the uh, The offensive line is the starting point for all of this with this team. Yep, it's plain and simple. DeVito's got a lot of guts. We'll see. He's going to have three more opportunities to figure out where he fits in the landscape of all of this. But um, the 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 magic carpet ride, well, it was a good story while it lasted and all that other stuff. If he would have gone in New Orleans against the Saints and had a game like where he threw three interceptions and fumbled it and made bad decisions with that yeah. crowd noise in that defense – then you could say the bubble might have burst on him a little bit. Mm -hmm. But he looked like an NFL quarterback, but he looked like an NFL quarterback that had no protection and no running game and was under siege, yet he didn't fumble and he didn't throw the ball into the other team's hands. So to me, the Magic Carpet Ride is not over. He's got mm -hmm. three more spins on Santa's sleigh or the Magic Carpet Ride or whatever you want right. to call it to continue to prove that he is of NFL caliber player in this league. So my this whole thing is this whole notion is ridiculous. Now, can I tell you can I tell you something that I want to tip my cap to a couple people? Go ahead. I want to give Saquon Barkley and Tommy DeVito a lot of credit because uh, you know, the rookie defensive lineman for New Orleans, the first round draft pick out of Clemson, Brazil. Mm -hmm. He's from Philly. I think he's half Italian. So during the week, they came up with the thing that, hey, if we get a sack, we're going to do the Paisan thing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Passano had three sacks in the game. They wound up having seven, and their celebration mm -hmm. was the Paisan thing. I love the way DeVito and Saquon talked about that after the game. You know, they weren't angry. They weren't pissed. They're like, they were like, hey, you know when you you know when you do something, what goes around comes around. To the yeah. victor goes the spoils. They handled it really well. Like, yeah, you know they weren't complaining or you know next time we see those guys, there was like all right, yeah, you put yourself out there. Yeah, you open yourself up for coming back, and they got the best of us. I thought I thought it was kind of a really cool thing the way they handled it. Yeah, I mean and that's I, the reality. That's that's a sober look at you know. What comes around goes around. What goes around comes around. But, but how many times in today's world, in today's sports, no matter yeah. what the sport is, guys love to celebrate and they love to kind of rub it in someone's face, but the mm -hmm. minute it comes back at them, all of a sudden it becomes an issue. Yeah. No, all yeah. the time. All the time. So that kudos for them for handling it that way. I give Pew credit for one thing. He stood in front of his locker after the game. He didn't sugarcoat anything about his play. Mm -hmm. Um. And he said that, you know, to paraphrase, you know, it was awful. And I, I, he put it on himself that he set a bad tone. 
And, you know, again, he's a dude that was on the couch <laughs> and he's just a starting left guard. Yeah. So, I mean, but they have to like nice things. You would think they put together a string of games where their communication was was good. Now, there are all there, there are going to be times just given the talent level uh, that they're going to get outmanned or outmuscled or 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 beat. But sure. at least you know who you're blocking and you give your guy a chance. This game, that didn't happen. Their communication was awful. Awful. Like we're like I said, we're back to free runners again. And you can see uh everybody talked about the magic of DeVito and he can do this and he can escape and he yeah, he can until he can. That's and right. you know, put a few more of those on tape. You're putting him at risk, offensive line. Because if if you got this many free runners during the game and you give up volume sacks, at some point, the quarterback will get hurt. So I don't even care if you don't hold up. Just block the guy you're supposed to. Get in front of the guy. If he pushes you back, your quarterback got a chance. Your quarterback has no chance when you got guys, you're pitching no hitters up there. And guys are just running into the quarterback unabated. Can't do that. You, it's it's not again. I'll say it. I've been saying it. It's not sustainable. No, for any quarterback, it's not. So, <clears throat> if you thought this one was bad with the no hitters, Sweat, Reddick, Carter, Cox. Uh, Okay, if you thought this one was bad, and the one thing I do know about uh, Matt Patricia, they're going to run them goddamn games until you stop them. They got in tackle twist. They got tackle tackle twist. They got middle linebacker tackle in twist. They got all of it. That that I know about Matt Patricia because he was raised in a system that taught that. And, and when he's raised in that system and they – they rely a lot on their uh, defensive front. You're going to see a lot. Your nose is going to bleed from seeing all of this shit going by you if you don't communicate, right? And then what makes it even worse, when you think it's a stunt, they're just going to use those speed guys on the outside. So uh, better start communicating. You better start looking at tendencies, and you better know exactly who you're dealing with because – they're looking for a get-right game in Philly. They're looking for a get-right game. And, you know, everybody's on TV. I'm just telling you right now, you cut TV on now, oh, Philly's going to get it right against the Giants now. If I'm Tommy DeVito, oh, I don't want to be in Philadelphia <laughs> on Christmas. I just heard it this morning. If I'm Tommy DeVito, I don't want to come to Philadelphia on Christmas because this is an angle. Did you hear the quarterback say that, you know, they're not committed enough? Oh, well, this is going to be the game where they show their commitment to their quarterback. Well, here, listen up, folks. If you're a giant football player and you allow that shit to, to intimidate you out of going to Philadelphia, um, don't get on the bus. Don't get on the train. Because if they're looking for a get-right game, they're 17 weeks in. 
they still got shit that ain't gonna, gonna get fixed. They just want to make it look better against you. Your job is not to make it look better against you. Your job is to make it more of a trend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna say it, and he's my guy. James Bradbury been getting beat since week one. Right? Now don't make him a bad cornerback because he makes it, he makes more plays than he gives up. But every week, there's one or two a game where he gets beat on it. Um, that's a trend, folks. Hey, last year, remember we were looking at the coaches' tape. Slayton spun him around a bunch of times. Yeah. It's just the protection was so bad that Jones right. could never get a pass off to him. Right. So those are the you know when they talk about whoa, if you're Tommy DeVito, you don't want to be in in Philly on Christmas. Well, you know what? Now it's time to say I'm a professional football player too. Your offensive line, you got to say, well, you know what? I might get my ass kicked up front, but guess what? I am not letting you run free to my quarterback. Um, I'm going to get my body and I'm going to fight your ass every single down. Let's see what happens after that because, oh, wait, if I can get a 50-50 ball on Bradbury or I can beat him, Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt make the play. These are the ones. It's gonna, there will be opportunities if you can block it and if you can catch it. Simple as that. There will be those opportunities because here's the other part, too. In that Philadelphia meeting room, uh, Matt Patricia saying, you know, this SOB doesn't have a turnover yet. Let's be the first team to fucking turn him over. That's what Matt Patricia is saying to him. And he's going to go to uh, James Bradbury because he's probably going to hear this and he's going to say, Bradbury, you hear what they're saying about you, right? Uh, they say you get beat every game. It's time for you to get a turnover over this freaking guy out of New Jersey, right? He's got, they, They're going to – he's going to give them everything they can to energize them and have them coming out looking like, okay, it's time to get right. We're going to roll in here, and we're going to just beat the hell out of the Giants. We're going to turn this. We're going to make this guy look like like, like the undrafted free agent he is. We're going to – this offensive line, we're just going to run through them. I'm just telling you right now, the linebackers who have been under siege, oh, we're going to let, – let's just – let's get right against Barkley. He hasn't had a good game anyway. Let's shut his down. Let's shut him down even more. That's what y'all facing going into Philly. So if you're worth the patch you're putting on, you got to go in there and fight. Mm -hmm. You got to go in there and fight because there are certain things about their energy level may change for sure because they're at home. They don't want to get booed by their own crowd. 100%. Their energy level will change. But some things about the way they play, it's been there all year. And right. the teams that can exploit it, do that, right? Um, they've been run on all year. If you can do the things you're supposed to, you'll have an opportunity to do that too. Yeah, I mean, Walker was incredible on Monday Night Football. I mean, yeah, whenever I mean, they needed something, they were running the ball. Yeah, so there is something there, and people going to say, well, you know, Giants are not Seattle. You know, Seattle ran the Giants out of the park at home. All those things can be true. But there are opportunities there. You got to make them. 
we know the caliber team Philadelphia is. But they got their things that they got to get fixed. Are you going to be the get right game? Or are you going to go in there and give your best effort? Because you got them twice. They beat your ass this, this first time and they do it bad. Oh, they're bringing the bully stick to the Meadowlands. Well, they did so it three times. you better put up a fight. They, they did it three times last year. I mean, yeah. they beat them twice in the regular season handily, and they smoked them in the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, that that comes about now down to, like, right, some of that personal pride or whatever where, like, mm -hmm. hey, wait a second, these guys embarrassed us last year three times. Like, you know, we're putting a we're putting a we're drawing a line in the sand here. And, not and even not even a line in the sand. Let's talk amongst ourselves and be better. Mm -hmm. You know, that line in the sand ain't got nothing to do with the guy across from you. It's got to do with your ability to execute. Right? Do your do the part that you're supposed to do and let the football take care of itself. Right? We know, like I like I said, we know the caliber of team the the Philadelphia Eagles are a championship caliber team. The Giants are not. That's the reality. Philadelphia's been beat this year. They got beat by the Jets. Yeah. Philadelphia They lost been to beat the Jets. Year. When they, when they so, were like 10 and 1 or whatever, they lost yeah. to the Jets. Yeah. So um, you give your best shot. You do your job. Let the rest of it take care of itself. They've got things that have been there all year. They ain't getting fixed on Sunday. They, their energy is going to be off the chain. They're going to be flying around and, and doing whatever they do in Philly. And I can tell you now, uh, if you're an offensive line, Matt Patricia, get ready. Uh, Matt Patricia is going to have that. You're going to look like you're on a fucking merry-go-round if you don't get the, if you don't communicate, because that's what he does. He's got more tricks up his sleeve when it comes to D-line stunts than you can imagine. And he knows that this is a weakness. Get ready. He's going to, I mean, he's got him. Like I said, he'll have you like you're on a merry-go-round. You know, which way, which way, which they're, they're going to, they're, that's what they do. So you make up your mind as Ben Bredesen, uh, Pew, uh, JMS, get ready. But your number one priority is to communicate. No free runners to your quarterback. If you can do that, and here's what's going to happen. If you can pick them up, then they're going to start blitzing. That's when you know you're going to have some opportunities on the back end. But right now, he feels, I, I can tell you now, Matt Patricia is, he looks at that front six. I'm talking about the rotation of those defensive linemen, and he's going to have so many different stunts. Um, you can't pick them up. They're just going to keep running them. If you start yeah, you to pick him up and make it difficult, then he's going to be like, shit, we got to get more pressure. He's going to send one of those linebackers. You're going to have some opportunities, but you got to be focused the entire game. Yeah, and you better line up right. You better mm -hmm. not jump. You better not have unforced errors where first and 10 becomes first and 15. Oh, it, which, Katie barred the door then. Which becomes second and 15. And then a false start makes it second and 20. Like you can't, yeah, you can't, that cannot happen. Not against this team. Nope. No. And, and do the basics. Like if mm -hmm. you, if it's a slant and you're going to get eight on first down and that's all it, that play is going to get you, make sure yeah. you get that eight because yep. now you can open up your playbook and now you're putting them on the defense. Yeah. By the way, we did a little bit of a preview for the Eagles game as well. 
Yeah, um, because it's uh, it's written, folks. You know, you're back to your old ways. The Giants are back to their old ways. Free runners to the quarterback. No communication. No run game. Receivers dropping opportunities. Complimentary football, what's that? Got anything else? That's all I got today. We'll come back <laughs> to this. Uh, Later gonna, in the week. Yeah, do a little more work on Philly, but that's my message early so y'all can get ready. By the way, Jamie Gillen, heck of a job with the 40-yarder. Yeah. No, there was a big battle. I was talking to Casey Kreider. Like, there was a little mm -hmm. whole big battle of who was going to get to kick off. Really? Kreider was lobbying to kick off. Wow. Because he's kicked off before. I know Cager gave it a shot. Didn't, didn't look so hot. Didn't look so hot, no. Gillen has kicked off uh, in his career, so he's done it a bunch of times. But uh, good job by – actually, Gillen's punted the ball really well the last few weeks. I know mm -hmm. fans are not excited about punting, but – I thought he's done a nice job and he kicked the 40 yard. All right. Yeah. We'll be back later in the week for a full preview. We got a sneak peek preview. How do we yeah. like to end it? That's a warning. That's not a preview. <laughs> That's a warning. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Believe, Believe in, in giants. giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.